Welcome to the Women Living in Thailand podcast. Education, information, opinions, and personalities of the fierce females living it up in Thailand. Join our hosts, Caitlin Lee and Jessica Teal, for another session starting now. Hello! <laughs> happy February! Uh, happy almost March! <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, we did miss a show this month. That is my bad. Apologies. Oh, that's okay. It was also in my bad too. Uh, yeah, we've already. We'll we'll take care of that. It's okay. It's it's yeah. been it's been, you know. I always want to say it's been rough, but like, when hasn't it been rough? <laughs> you do know we start every podcast saying that, right? Yeah. Well, it's been another rough week. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day we won't. Maybe. I hope. <laughs> maybe that's the dream maybe that's the dream yeah, that's it's called a dream for a reason i'm just kidding <laughs> no dreams yeah. do come true okay <laughs> all right miss oh, sunshine <laughs> hey i'm over here wishing upon a star okay don't worry gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> hey. gotcha. well speaking of sunshine we just have a little ray of sunshine joining us today woo woo. she lights up every room <laughs> i wouldn't even say a ray i would say like a flame like a yeah. like a flamethrower yeah. something really <laughs> aggressive <laughs> and sexy <laughs> hey i could use a little aggressive and sexy in my life i ain't gonna lie <laughs> all right so let's get to what we're talking about today and this is very important especially after covid because hell yeah i don't know about the rest of y'all but this is the first manicure i've had in the longest time shout out glow up by the way yeah oh i and, miss you um, i miss you yeah i know <laughs> oh my god dude i went and, to try um, to go yeah, I i've went... been um i've Sorry, been I just... like a dumpster person yeah like, i know it, so <laughs> I, I totally feel you about dressing like a dumpster person and i you know you know, you guys know i'm in the u.s right now i tried to go get my eyelashes done you know these motherfuckers quoted me 175 dollars for a set of lashes wow <laughs> I'm, i am missing thailand that's all i wow. gotta say <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'll just do All right, it. We'll it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, we're going to talk today with um, Madame Rouge, mm -hmm. who um, not only is a stylist here in Thailand, but is pretty much kind of a character here now. And she's been building herself up here for the few years that she's been here. She owns Maison Rouge, mm -hmm. which is a multifaceted event spot in Bangkok. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, she's just an awesome person that I'm very proud to call my friend. So without further ado, let's ask Madame Rouge how she can get us feeling a little bit more beautiful. <laughs> Cause I know I need it. <laughs> Girl, you look good. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi guys. Hi. I also only let Glow Up Beauty House do my nails. Mm -hmm. I, I think Glow Up shout out. I, I think got that's the, the last time I saw style. you. <laughs> That was the last time I saw you, Madame Rouge, at Glow yeah. Up. <laughs> I'm always there. I, it's my second home. Oh, gosh. I miss it so much. How's 2022 treating you? Honestly, good. Really so good. good to hear. Um, I feel like finally I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And things are looking up. Events are coming back life is like feeling quite normal you know I, we're, we're very lucky in thailand that we can travel mm -hmm. um we can travel domestically and now even internationally you know i have like all these countries are opening back up which is like weird mixed feelings for me because i can do this my friends can do this but my home my family in hong kong is going through like the worst time mm -hmm. right now so but it's been really good actually yeah that's good yeah i feel i had the reverse uh the reverse shock coming back to the u.s last october coming from like you know lockdown life in thailand to coming back and like nobody was wearing masks and where i was and it was just like covid just never happened so <laughs> i mean it was a nice little break from the conversation but <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure um, yeah so jade how have you been <laughs> how, have, how has my son Rouge been? <laughs> yes. Um, so we are actually going under 
some renovations. I mean, we've always been going under renovation yeah. <laughs> constantly, but I did leave for six months. And so, you know, catching up on a lot of things, we still have our classes, our chairless classes constantly. Basically, most of the time we're doing the burlesque classes right now. Nice. But otherwise, there is very exciting things coming up in this space. Um, that's what all the renovation is about. So, yeah, I'm excited to um, announce some stuff soon. It will be exciting. I'm super excited. So you actually have plans in the making. It's not just that you have a husband that's really bored at home that just wants to renovate oh, everything all the time. No. <laughs> I have, you know me, I have so many plans in the making all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes, and I'm also in the talks with a lot of different um, venues that's actually all preparing to open up again. And everybody is planning, planning the entertainment, planning shows. So there's actually a lot going on in the works right now. So it is, it's exciting. I, love I think it. I don't even call it year 2022. I would say year of the tiger is going to be a great one. Yeah. Good one. Okay. Yeah. Right. I like this. I like this. Well, I mean, besides all your other projects, today we're going to focus on one, which is yeah. uh, Madame Rouge's styling services. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about how you got started in this first. So basically, I've been in Bangkok for five years and most people know me for my burlesque shows and some of the weird parties that I host at Maison Rouge, my dance studio slash event space in the Tongla Ekmai area. Um, but as much as I'm a performer at heart, a lot of people don't realize that my actual background is in fashion and fine art. So I actually majored in fashion design at FIDM, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles. And my first real job was as an assistant designer at a lingerie manufacturing company. And since then, I've actually worked as a commercial stylist at first for brands and photo shoots. Um, and also I'm a huge admirer of everything vintage and pinup. So I actually also have a, a 1950s inspired modern vintage women's wear line. And so that's kind of a little bit of my fashion background. Uh, it's kind of shifted a little bit from that to costume design, obvious reasons because of the burlesque. Um, and then during COVID, uh, the events, you know, all the entertainment side, the events company was just on indefinite hold. And so I had to figure out what else am I good at? <laughs> <laughs> and it all kind of like came to me when, um, I remember at that po point during our first lockdown, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but there were so many people that were just all that uncertainty and like being locked at home. A lot of, especially a lot of these expats are here by themselves. They don't have family. A lot of people are single. They're just literally, you know, everybody's like really depressed and alone and feeling really isolated. And so I figured something that cheers me up is when I look good, I feel better. And so I figured, well, maybe I can use my skills as a stylist and with my fashion background to start my company called, the branch of my company called Styled by Rouge, which is my personal styling services for everyday women. It's and kind of, um, it's, 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 it's a little strange because you actually started during COVID and most people yeah. were working in like sweats and stuff. So you would yeah. think that it wouldn't work out. But like, it seemed like it was quite fruitful, right? Because maybe it was like the women involved or the people involved needed that. I think something. not so much. It's because it's not because they're trying to get style, like what they're going to wear while they're in lockdown. Right. First of all, I mean, we all, especially during the first lockdown, we all thought this isn't going to last very long. You know, I want to come out of this and like be reborn something that. I think a lot of people, including myself, did a lot of uh, working on ourselves during this time. 
because when you're working like all the time, you're partying, whatever, social life abundant, you don't really think about this. You don't have time to pause and be like, oh, let me work on myself. But during that time, that's when you have so much time to be like, okay, what part of my life, you finally have time to stop and think, you know, what you can do better, how I can come out of this a better person, you know? So I think part of that is the style like that. That's why a lot of people reached out and it worked out during COVID because people finally had time to really reflect and look at their clothes Mm. and their wardrobe and be like, if not now, when? It's the perfect yeah, time. Exactly. I mean, you know, I say this all the time, you know, COVID kind of split the mice from the men. And it was, you know, what are you going to do during COVID? Are you going to progress or regress, basically? Yeah. And it was the people who were actually look at, looking at themselves with a truthful mirror, being like, hey, I need to do this for myself. You know, yeah. it's nice to do that. Um, so that, that goes to my next question. Like, in your opinion, why do you think fashion and styling is important? So it's, I think it's important. First of all, I think I want to look good, not just for other people, but for myself. Like I said, I don't know about everyone, but when I look good, I do feel better. Like there's been times where I was trying to get ready to go out and then I look at my closet full of clothes and then I'm like, oh, I have nothing to wear. You know, and I'll try on outfit after outfit, and I hate all of them. I look gross in all of them. And oh, I, I totally them. can't relate at all. I can't relate oh, to that tr- at all. Uh, top, top this, top this. Getting ready to go out in New York City one night, and I had a closet full of clothes, and my friend walked in on me pretty much in my underwear, standing up against the closet door, crying, saying, I have nothing to wear. Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, next thing you know, you look on the floor or your bed, and there's, like, five outfits that yep. you've just torn off of your body. Like, no, this doesn't work, you know? And, you, I, like, there's been moments where I'm like, like, you, like, you were crying. Like, I get so frustrated. It's like, I'm not going out anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I, I think that's one of those things where, like, even if it's not to that extent, right? Sometimes if you have a good hair day, you feel better. You know, you're like, oh, you walk with a little bit of spring in your step. Or, oh my God, I finally matched my right eyeliner to my left one or something. <laughs> you know, it could be so small. That's <laughs> not small. That's not small at all. Right? Okay. The wings match. <laughs> and yeah, so I think most importantly, it should be for yourself. Like it, it does. It doesn't mean like you don't have to look ex- crazy, like so intense like me, but even like tiny things, I think that it's like that self-esteem, that's confident boost that's very important. But also first impressions are super important. And so not just your, I mean, just anybody you meet, right? Like, and first impressions comes from this gut feeling. So gut feeling also comes from how you walk, how you present yourself, but very much so come from how you look, how you're dressed. So I think it is, it's important in general, like whether it's for yourself or for other people, for business, for social life. Now your your clients that come to you are they mostly people who are looking for like a huge new wardrobe or do you work in capsule wardrobes too? And and for for those of the people who don't know what those are, can you explain what a capsule wardrobe is? Yes. So I have all different types of clients, all age groups, all backgrounds, all shape sizes. Everybody like so many different people. Like everybody needs something different. Um but usually generally the main thing I offer that I think most people can use is the capsule wardrobe because a capsule wardrobe basically is um, a limited amount of items that can be mixed and matched with each other. So limited meaning maybe 30 to 50 items, but all of them that falls within a, the same color scheme and style. So every item every top matches with pretty much all the bottoms and with these 30 to 50 items you can create unlimited looks you know and it also helps with people that look at the closet and say i have nothing to wear because Mm -hmm. in the end if you really think about it how many of your clothes do you actually wear in your closet you know you always go back to the same ones yeah so a capsule wardrobe doesn't limit you from statement items you can still have 
crazy things like these things, right? <laughs> they just don't go inside the capsule wardrobe. But mm. the capsule wardrobe is all the things that you can mix and match easily without even having to think about it. And so it's you more know like it a base. Good. It's like a safety base, basically. Yeah, and for, you know it'll look good. Exactly. Yeah. I, I teach people um, how to mix and match them because there are a lot of like little things that people don't think about. Like mm -hmm. if you have a dress, you don't realize that that dress can be worn as a skirt or as a top. You know, there's like multiple ways of wearing one. You just thing. blew my mind with that, by the way. <laughs> and yeah. I need to know. <laughs> and even like a shirt, a button down shirt, different ways of buttoning it, tying it, rolling up the sleeves to different lengths. It completely changes the shirt. One shirt can be worn so many different ways, you know? So these are the kind of things that I teach my clients. But one of the most important thing is I also teach them about their body type mm -hmm. and how to dress their body type. Um, what's the most flattering silhouette? And Can you explain that, why that's important? So basically, I strongly believe that every body, no matter what shape or size, can look good. You just need to understand proportions and silhouettes and how to accentuate your best assets and camouflage your problem areas, that places that you don't feel so comfortable about, you know? So I, like another thing that a lot of people tend to think is, oh, I used to be this size mm. and I gained a bunch of weight. And so now like nothing looks good on me anymore. I used to look very stylish, but now they want to hide everything so they don't wear those clothes, but they're still keeping all of their clothes because that's their goal. Their goal is to fit back into those pair of jeans from 10 years ago. You You're know? like, you're calling Please me out right baby. now. Are you calling me out right now, Jade? <laughs> I'm calling everyone out. Is this personal? Everybody does this. <laughs> everyone does this, but, but I'm, not, I'm not saying don't keep those things if they're your favorite items. Like maybe, maybe one day, but also don't just like hide yourself until that moment, you know, yeah. maybe that style doesn't work with your new body, but another style would. So yeah. don't wait till you get back to that goal body to feel happy and confident again. Like you can feel good and look good at any size. You just need to know, you know, some tips and tricks. And no, I, I, yeah, where, I, com yeah, I completely I agree. I think it's super important for people to, to know their sizing. And also remember, you don't fit into clothes. Clothes fit on you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I tell people all the time, like buying things off the rack, chances are it's not going to fit you perfectly. Like exactly. everyone has different, you know, shapes, you know, no, not many people fit exactly what the sample sizes are. So I think a lot of people are afraid to just go to a seamstress, find a tailor or whatever to just alter it. I mean, how often do you hear people that gets a pair of jeans that fits their ass, but then it's super loose around the waist or, mm -hmm. or vice versa, you know, then just get the thing that fits the biggest part of your body and then alter the other parts so that it'll be form fitting. And when it's form fitting, it'll look like you made it custom made it, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, some of the smallest tweaks. Uh, makes the biggest difference. And you know, we live in we live in Thailand, so obviously alterations and tailors are everywhere and at yeah, every you go, price range. Yeah, they're on the street. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. on a there's, soy with a soy <laughs> machine. Just a little table, just doing alterations. Exactly. You know, so there's really no excuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, what do you, what do you explain to people when they say that? they would like to completely change their look and be a completely new person. It's interesting that you say that. Um, not a lot of people come to me and say that actually. So one of the processes that people go through when they come to me is I make them fill out a pretty in-depth questionnaire. So I get to understand a lot more about what they're looking for and how I can help them. And one of the questions I ask is, on a scale of one to 10, how drastic do you want this change to be? Because some people, if they say like, I wanna be unrecognizable, that's fine, we could totally do that. But there's a lot of people that it's like, 
I don't want to, I still want to be me. I don't want suddenly, because I think people that suddenly completely drastically change into a different person, um, they're afraid that let's say they go to work and their coworkers will feel like, like they're kind of, uh, pretending to be somebody else, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would, I would support it if that's what they want. Another question I ask is like on a scale of one to 10, how out there do you want your new style to be? Some people might be like, I just want to blend in the crowd, but look, you know, intentionally put together. Or some people want to be like, I want that street style photographer at New York Fashion Week to take photos of me. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like how how drastic do you want to change and how how far do you want to go? That helps me understand. Uh, but either way, I can accommodate as long as they feel they feel like they're ready. Mm. Nice. And do you only work with women? Yes, I only work with right. women. Um, I all I mean I can work with men. Like I've studied it and all of that. But I I only work with women because I'm more comfortable that way. And I I do think that um, male like male stylists would work better with men in general because like there's just the little things that when you don't live it you don't get it you mm. know exactly exactly so i want to you are all about empowering like Hi. if 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 there is anybody <laughs> in this world it's it's madame rouge so i wanted you to tell me how you think styling links to empowering women so uh, that's actually even like basically my tagline Helping women <laughs> feel more confident by like it's empowerment through clothes, right? Styling is empowerment through clothes, whether it's like a drastic makeover or it's really honestly, most cases just similar to what they will feel comfortable in, but it looks intentional, looks like they put it together intentionally and not just because of comfort and whatever makes somebody feel more confident is empowering because confidence to be honest is one of the sexiest things you know so if something true. if you like how you look you feel more confident in yourself and when you're more confident everybody sees that you know and you're giving out this aura and that's you know that's not the definition of empowerment but that's definitely helps oh yeah for sure definitely i mean Let's be honest. Unfortunately, we do live in a very, uh, you know, outer shell world. And, you know, looking good gets you places. It does. Let's, let's just, let's just call a spade a spade, shall we? Yeah. I don't like that it is that way. <laughs> and even if it's not like the traditional um, definition of, you know, not the commercial standard of beauty. Let's not talk about that at all. It's looking put together. You know, I'm not talking about beautiful. I'm not, not saying looking beautiful, no. but looking put together, looking like you know what you're doing, that is worth money. I mean, it's a main that component, right? Like, it's like this person has their shit together because they can dress well or because they can dress themselves, basically. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, remember how many know when you people look at, have you come in for people with dirty yeah. names. You know what I mean? If you look at a guy and he just has a lot of like dirt under his nails and his shoes yeah. are completely like scuffed up, I think it'd be really good looking, but like you can kind of tell, you know, maybe he doesn't take care of himself a little bit. And I mean, that's maybe it's judging, but that's what we call first impressions, you know? It is. And like I said, another spade is spade a spade moment. We live in a judgmental world. If you're on social media, <laughs> you know this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I got a really great tip of advice from my ex a few years ago. It was around the time that like Thailand was having some, they were, well, one of the many times that Thailand was sort of threatening, you know, to change visas around and make it difficult for foreigners to come in. And I was, I was coming back from a trip from the, from the States and I was so worried. And he said, dude, he's like, don't worry. He's like, just whatever you do, don't show up at the immig at immigration looking like, you know, a hippie backpacker. He's like, dress nice, put your nicest jewelry on, put your makeup on, go up there, let them know that you're here for business and handle it. And I, you know, ever since he said that, I was like, 
that is like the, that's probably the best advice that I ever got from him ever yep. in eight years. But <laughs> we go, me yeah. and my husband go annually, and we dress up for it, and we call it like our date day. Because I'll tell you what, we get it done way quicker, way mm -hmm. quicker, and they're nicer. Yeah, yeah. dress to impress. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Jade, let's get back. I mean, people who are listening might be like, "Oh, a personal stylist. I don't have the budget for that." Um, where do you sit within budget? And also, do you work with people with a limited budget? So I have different services that I offer. Currently is limited. My services are limited because I'm getting back into the entertainment side. Um, so basically right now, um, I'm pretty much only offering one package, okay. which is not, I wouldn't say it's like the cheapest, um, but because right now, you know, my time is uh, only, my time is limited for this. Uh, so when I do do styling, it has, it, it's like the whole package, which is the learning of your body type and also in a complete capsule wardrobe, which I didn't do I, like before people get to choose what they wanted, but right now I'm doing one package so that I know exactly what I need to do and the process is way more smoother but i do work with people with limited budget in the sense where like the what they gain from it for example when i tell people where to shop how to find your clothes that in itself has there's so many different options you know mm -hmm. it's not just like i'm not pointing you to a seamstress or to yeah. whatever you know like every budget you can build a capsule wardrobe and so yes i definitely have tips for any budget do you so do you have advice for people who come to you and are like i'm on a budget where do i buy my clothes from if i don't yes. want to buy from fast fashion like yes. no Shein, no h&m don't want that no 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 <laughs> well and first of all swap is really good oh what's that What's that, Jessica? Uh, swap is the best thing to ever happen in the whole world. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, swap is to exchange your pre-loved items for things that are new to you. And that could be anywhere from clothing to shoes, accessories, jewelry, household items, and books and whatnot. But if we're talking in the sense of clothing, it's just one way to not feed into the very damaging fashion industry. And as many as, you know, We'll, we'll talk about this with Aparna also the next time. But as if anybody tells you that that label is, um, that brand is being sustainable and green, it's very likely that that's not the truth. Um, it will take a whole, you know, halt to the system in order for things to really change. Uh, but yeah, swapping is definitely one way to upgrade your wardrobe on a budget um, and also by while being environmentally friendly too. So that's definitely one way. And then, you know, of course, secondhand shopping is, yes. I would say the second secondhand shopping is yeah. my favorite. I love secondhand shopping. I think swap is beautiful because, well, especially Jessica's swaps are beautiful because it's like no limit swapping. Mm. And so you can go in there and swap a bunch of clothes and bring a bunch. And then at the next swap event, you can bring the exact same bunch of clothes back. And it's like basically this community, like, like every, basically like a bunch of sisters getting to share their wardrobe. It's a know? community closet. Community it's a community closet. closet. And it's, it's great. Cause sometimes you just wear it once. I mean, like for me, you know, sometimes you wear it once you're like, Oh, you know, I don't want to wear it again. People have seen this. <laughs> so it's the best when it comes to swap. But I also love buying secondhand. Like I, I really love like on Facebook marketplace when people put out when people are leaving and coming here and all of that and they're clearing out their stuff and they're selling their stuff. And that's actually where I get a lot of my stuff from. And also my favorite people that live in Bangkok, uh, my favorite night market is the original train market. Yeah. I don't know how to say it in Thai. Serenic. How would you say? Sinakarin. Sinakarin. Yes, that one. So I don't know if everybody's been there, but is the farther one is the OG train market. 
it's got it's humongous there's three sections like when you first walk in you get like the normal night market you know where they sell the same stuff over and over again and then you walk past that and that's the entire food section with all the street food stalls and then you walk even further past that it is the entire market of thrift stores they sell antiques they sell secondhand clothes like everything you can think of and that like all scattered throughout this entire market is like vintage cars vintage planes vintage helicopters there's like cute little diners the little bars live music it's my favorite place i love going there and yeah i also this isn't for everybody thrift shopping isn't for everyone because you go in there and it's just so overwhelming yeah and there's that like mothball smell yeah i like it (laughs) everything i love it But everything just looks terrible when it's like jammed together on racks like that. And so it it takes a lot of patience. You really have to. And that's why sometimes I think um, it helps, for example, if uh, my clients, I do have ones that I send to go thrift shopping. But then I also arm them with the entire like style like a personalized style guide that i give them so they know exactly what they need to look for what neckline they're looking for what sleeves what length hem what waistline all of that so when you go into the store i mean any kind of shopping i don't if if you're not really love lover of shopping which i personally am not like i need to know and so you can go there it's like okay this is gonna look flattering on me this is not so it's much quicker when you know what you're looking for Mm. But otherwise, yeah. it's fun if you're into like digging through the piles and looking for sweet deals. But it is a little overwhelming, and it takes a lot. It of is time. for sure. I, I, another good recommendation is um, Home of Grace, mm-hmm. um, yes. because they um, they actually organize their clothes, so it's a little less intimidating, but only yes. less because there's is. a lot actually, of stuff there. It's a lot less intimidating. First of all, it doesn't smell like mothballs. No, Home of Grace is beautiful. <laughs> Shout out. to Yes. And they also have like, they also have a lot of rare, really good finds. They have a lot of like designer stuff. They do. Somebody donated. I'm not going to lie. I got some crazy coach boots in my size. Coach originals for 400 bucks. Yeah, they've got really good quality stuff. And they constantly have new donations coming in. So, you know. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's another really good place. And it's also like a one-stop shop. There's everything too, not just clothes. Jade, I have a, another question for you. Do you foresee your services being like uh, maybe having something like a uh, personal shopper services where somebody goes out and does the shopping for your clients? Is that something that you've uh, considered? So or talked about? I used to offer this service, mm-hmm. um, but right now i but first of all i told you i don't like shopping <laughs> but you could have you could have a exactly a, you know, a, i would have yeah. for you so right now because i'm also like right now because we're busy with everything sure. so no but if you ask me if i foresee it if there is enough um interest in it then yes then i can okay. definitely i would have somebody do it obviously i'm not gonna do it i hate shopping well, yeah, if I can train somebody to know exactly what to look for. But also, like, I'm kind of, this. I feel like a lot of people have this problem. I'm one of those people that I'm very hands-on. I guess you can call it very hands-on, or you can call it a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> so it's like I have people that I train to do things, but it's really difficult when it's not yourself doing it for people to really understand how to do it your way. And so, yes, I think that could happen, but I really have to find somebody that I feel like would understand exactly, because it is, in the end, it's like my clients, I need them to trust that what they're getting is the best. And so, yeah, I just need to figure out let let go and trust people to be able to do things because I'm only one person and I can't split myself into five different places. I hear you, girl. <laughs> I hear that. So let's get into some um, basic tips. 
like general tips. I don't even know if you can give general tips. Like, like does it vary on like, okay, this person has this body type, this person has this, so they can't use this tip or can no. you give us some general ones? Yeah. I mean, so body type wise, okay. I'll first say, um, one of the most important things when it comes to style is that it needs to fit your life, you know? So I guess a lot of people are always like, oh, you know, capsule wardrobe. I can just go look online. If I know my body type uh, and what kind of style I want, I can just go look online and find it. But everything you find will be very generic. They'll tell you little black dress, trench coat, letter coat, leather, yeah. coat, leather jacket, blah, blah, blah. We, we live in Thailand. Like, yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you wore a leather jacket? It's impossible. You know, we never even got winter here this year. It's so hot. Like, so it's like, so when your environment, you need to be able to wear things that work for your environment. Also, your lifestyle, you know? So if you work far from your office and you like to go for a cheeky happy hours, then you might want outfits that goes transitions from day look to night look so that yeah. you don't have to go all the way back home. And that's super important in Bangkok because yeah. there's so much traffic. Like exactly. I literally have this issue tomorrow. I have to go teach and then I have to go to some high-end club afterwards for a private party. And I'm like, yeah. what am I gonna wear? <laughs> like I yeah. can't go all the way home and then spend three hours, you know, traveling. Yeah, like, exactly. And then of course, for example, if you ride a bike, you know, if you're oh going God. on the back of yeah. a motorbike, you can't wear skirts, you can't wear stilettos. If you work with kids, you know, you gotta bend over or whatever all the time. You have to wear something that, so it's like a lot of these things, like it has to work just because you see one of the Kardashian wear, wear something and it looks freaking amazing. Doesn't mean that it's practical for no. everyone. Well, mo their stuff is, that's a bad example. Most of their stuff yeah. isn't very practical, but you know what I mean, right? Like. So that, I think a lot of people are like, you have to keep that in mind when you look for clothes because otherwise you're just gonna get a lot of clothes that you'll never wear once again, yeah. you know? Another tip is when you go to a store, sometimes the shiniest, brightest object on the mannequin is what attracts us. Those are always the ones that always you find with the tag still on it after like three years when you're cleaning out your closet because it doesn't fit with the rest of your wardrobe. And you're like, oh, I don't have shoes to match with this. I don't have a purse to match with this. So stores are meant to distract you mm -hmm. with the shiny objects, with the bright, bold colors and, you know, so be very careful and really think before you buy it, how practical yeah. it is. I always have this issue too. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I'll always Me go too. in and I'll buy like an outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy an outfit. And then I'll be like, shit, I need a belt. I don't have a belt that'll match this at all. I don't have any shoes that'll work with this at all. And I'm like, I bought this and I can't wear it. Oof, yeah. Just throw it away and see it exactly. in six months. <laughs> at least I could be like, well, that's gonna be costume now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to shop, like to buy things because most of the time it doesn't end up being costume anyways. But yeah, yeah. and then I think if it's more like, fundamental like tips wise i would say body shape there is depending on what you're looking for i think a lot of women one of the main things that people want is to create an hourglass figure mm -hmm. you know everybody wants not everybody but most women want to show off some curves whether you have it naturally or not you know, so you want to like, cause, because we're told that this is like the, the feminine, the feminine shape, you know? Yeah. So it's all about proportions. Um, it's all about creating that to create that silhouette. You just have to understand your own body shape, whether if you have broad shoulders and narrow hips, then you accentuate your hips and make them wear the baggier, like not baggier, but like the bulkier, stuff on the bottom and maybe wear something that doesn't. So this makes a, a shoulder wider. Mm. Off the shoulders make the shoulder wider. Halter, when it's like an A-line, makes the shoulder narrower because you're trying to like offset 
um, the wideness with an A shape. So if you're like broad shoulders, narrow hips makes a V shape. So when you want to offset that, you want to kind of counter that with an A shape. So you want kind of like racer backs or halters mm. or whatever, kind of creating that line on the top that makes the shoulders narrower. Whereas in the opposite, if you have like the pear shape and you have the wider hips and then you have the narrower shoulders and the smaller upper body, then I would say a pear shape is an A. So you would wear something more V. So you would wear maybe more broader open shoulders or like this kind of wide lines to accentuate this or even like a puffier sleeve or shoulder pads and then maybe something more uh, planar and former fitting in the bottom, you know? So there's that when it comes to body shape. And there's also with like, there's also a bit of a proportion wise, what makes you longer, like vertical lines versus horizontal lines, mm. which I think um, most people know about this. Horizontal lines will obviously make you wider and broader. So this also works. They say, oh, if you, want to look slimmer, don't wear horizontal lines. But no, but if you have a slimmer uh, upper body and really wide hips, then you might want to wear horizontal lines on the top to balance uh, that out, you know? Exactly. Because in the end, it's not about just looking tall and slim. It's about creating the perfect silhouette. Mm. Um, a big misconception that people think is if you don't have a waistline, put a belt on it. That is not true. That creates a horizontal line right on your midsection and it'll make your waist look a little, even little cap, it'll get the attention right there with a horizontal yeah. line. Actually, sometimes it does the opposite. So there's a lot of little small things like that with the, when it comes to like vertical lines, horizontal lines, like I can go on and on about yeah. this thing. <laughs> For example, even like a horizontal line, like if your waist is wider, you don't have a big, like you don't, you have a bigger midsection. I would even tell people don't carry a purse right around that area because mm -hmm. it just adds the bulk. So either you're carrying a clutch or something farther where your hips are or, you know, right underneath there. So really it depends if you have really wide hips, then maybe don't wear a bag that's right on your hip area because that just mm -hmm. adds to it. So a lot of little things like that people don't think about. Um, yeah, but of course, the biggest rule is that rules are meant to be broken. Yeah. These are tips and tricks that you can follow, but the main rule is rules are meant to be broken. Fashion is supposed to be fun, um, you know? So you really have to play around, see what works for you, because in the end, like I said, nothing is sexier than confidence i completely agree and i think we i mean i feel like we're finally getting out of it i am um, as some people might know i was i was in the fashion industry from 18 till about 25 and that was a long time ago because i'm an old ass bitch now <laughs> so back then the, the the stigmas were still there of beautiful is tall and thin there were no mm. kardashians there was twiggy that was it like they they continued from Twiggy till 19 early 2000s and then only started getting healthy like late late 2000s basically yeah um so you know i think a lot of people need to kind of change their thought process right. on what they find beautiful and you know you know what has been put in your head by society and what do you actually feel you know this is something that i think a lot of people need to focus on too kind of redefine yeah. Change. I mean, it constantly, it'll constantly be changing. You know, like I used to be teased for my big lips because back mm. then, when I was younger, when I was little, like it's not like people like the little, small, cute, everything, you know? And I've always had these massive lips that I was like, people would like call me the names for it. And until like recently, suddenly, that's like, oh, everybody's getting injections to get that. Or like Beyonce makes it okay to have thicker legs and a big butt, you know? And so it's always going to change. Who knows what's going to be the next like beauty standard in 10 years. But right now, it yeah, just like whatever, to be honest, like I said, like whatever makes you feel the most confident. If 
if you like the more like unisex androgynous mm -hmm. style and that makes you feel confident then i would never suggest you do try and make a uh try and create a silhouette of an hourglass figure you know because that that's not what you want and so it really it's very personal it depends on the person so, yeah it, that's why it has to, it's very personalized there is like there are general tips but there's way way more stuff that we can play around with like yeah. individually depending on exactly what suits you and what makes you happy yeah i think styling tips you know we <laughs> We went from the age of styling tips and like those magazines that we used to read. Exactly the styling tips that you were talking about just now that like those aren't necessarily right for everybody. So everybody just kind of finding their their place and their space. Like there's a huge difference between Kim Kardashian and someone like, I don't even know if this reference will work, but like Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Just, you know, it's like a yeah. long ethereal, like it's it's completely different. and. I think people need to remember that fashion is an art form and it's a way to kind of express yourself. And um, Miss Miss Madame Rouge is here to help you with that also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, right, like, right, especially now, I feel like people are all, all it's all about expressing, expressing yourself. So however that works for you, yeah. you know, some, like I, <clears throat> not going to go around and tell people, oh, dye your hair bright color, because that might not make somebody happy, but it makes me happy. So. Madame, Madame Rouge, you don't know how many times a month I'm like, I'm just going to dye my hair. Fuck it. Like, Madame Rouge can do it. I'm going to do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> like every, every time I, I see somebody with, like, green hair or I blue hair. Bangs? You know, they're like, should I cut my bangs like yours? And I was like, you could, but, <laughs> you know, maybe try it out on an app first. Yeah. And definitely don't do that. it at home. <laughs> so Jade, on, um, on all those awesome notes and tips and tricks and everything that we've shared, uh, if somebody wanted to work with you, how can they reach you? So they can reach me on Instagram or Facebook or email. My Instagram for my styling is styled by Rouge. And then on Facebook, I think they can just um, find me through the Madame Rouge page. And then if they want to email me directly, my email address is Madame, with an E, mm -hmm. not the American way, mm -hmm. Madame at events. Okay, awesome. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. That's also my other Instagram, madamerouge.events. So yeah. basically that you can, that's our website as well. You can find, but that's the burlesque side. So, but they can reach me there. It's all me because I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We'll just call it hands-on. Awesome. All right, ladies. Well, we are winding down and running out of time. So I want to give a big thank you to Madame Rouge for uh, coming on. Um, we could have picked many subjects for you to come on for, but we decided <laughs> with styling. And I'm sure we'll have you on again for other subjects. Um, I'll be happy Really to. appreciate you, you coming on. Yeah, thank thanks you. so much. Thanks and, so much. Um, for anybody that's been looking or watching um, or just new to Bangkok, follow My Son Rouge. Follow Madame Rouge, because if you want the best parties and events, and I'm not just saying that because she's my friend, like seriously, you need to. You also, um, Style by Rouge on Instagram actually has a lot of styling tips from color coordination to different body types to just everything. So you can also follow that and you get free advice, free tips that I would give my clients otherwise as well. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, thanks again, Madame Rouge, for being here. And wow, I'm super excited. I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, like Thailand withdrawals, like just ch chatting with you gals. And <laughs> also, it's 
freaking cold, but <laughs> um, just a couple of announcements. Uh, yeah. So uh, we did have to reschedule the last week's session with uh, Parna. We were going to be talking about sustainable fashion, where it's at, what to do, how to get into it, how to maintain it, and all of that. So we're rescheduled until sometime next week. We will announce that on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, next month we have uh, Shalini, who's going to be joining us to talk about her uh, her book about how to you know free your life of pain, and we will also be chatting with a dear friend of mine, Lauren Donison, who runs a platform called Hear My Voice that uh, basically brings together women around the world to help them develop their voice in their own community and do you know um, empowerment workshops and that kind of stuff. So we have some exciting stuff coming up. If at any time anybody ever wants to share on, on Women Living in Thailand platform, please do get in touch. We have a sign-up sheet, we have podcasts, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have a little bit of everything and we ain't going anywhere. So <laughs> as long as the internet is alive, we're here. <laughs> But yeah, on that note, thank you again, Madame Ridge. It was so good to see you. It's been a long time, and I'm thank really, you. really excited. Miss you guys. I know, I know. It's been crazy. So, it really all right, has. cool. Thank all right, you. guys, have a great night. And all we'll right. see you at the Bye. next session. Bye-bye. Bye bye.